WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071, Champagne's Alternative. From WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone. It's Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. The Black Lives Matter movement is touching home for some fighting Illini stars. WPGU's Mac Dudley has the story. University of Illinois athletes led a protest on Monday for the Black Lives Matter movement after student Kendrick Green posted information and a call to action on Twitter. The march began at 4 p.m. at Grange Grove, heading to the Champaign Police Department for a five-minute kneel in silence before ending at State Farm Center. University Athletics Director Josh Whitman voiced his support for the students on Twitter, along with men's basketball coach Brad Underwood and the official Illini Athletics Twitter account. The protesters called for an end to police brutality and systemic racism, encouraging everyone in support to take the next step and vote in this year's election. Although athletes headed the protest, their goal was to unify the entire Champaign-Urbana community to speak out against these injustices. For WPGU News, I'm Mac Dudley. U.S. Democratic Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois urged the Department of Defense on Tuesday to adopt SHIELD T3, the COVID-19 spit testing and tracing system developed by the university. Durbin sent letters to Defense Secretary Mark Esper, Secretary of the Navy Kenneth Braithwaite, and Secretary of the Army Ryan McCarthy. In the letters, he called attention to this system, costing significantly less than alternatives and the test times taking between two and six hours. Durbin asked for the Department of Defense to adopt SHIELD T3 at Illinois military installations and to address the challenges of scaling up the program. These challenges come from shortages in the supply chain and prioritization orders given by the Trump administration, which caused the delivery of critical equipment to be delayed by months and is still not yet filled. President Donald Trump visited Kenosha, Wisconsin this Tuesday to meet with law enforcement officials and tour the wreckage of the riots that have gripped the town in recent weeks. During his visit, a release from the White House claimed he inspected damage to a number of local businesses and pledged to distribute federal funds to small businesses in Kenosha and law enforcement throughout Wisconsin to assist in quelling unrest across the state. The president did not meet with the family of Jacob Blake, the man whose shooting by the Kenosha police was the inciting incident for the riots, after the family insisted their lawyers be allowed to accompany them to the proposed visit. Trump also attended a town hall meeting on community safety, where he referred to the riots as domestic terror and anti-American, and expressed sympathy for the Blake family, but largely avoided commenting on Blake's shooting, instead choosing to defer to the results of an ongoing investigation into the incident. Trump's visit comes only days after an explicit request from Kenosha's mayor to avoid visiting for the remainder of the week, fearing that such a visit would only stoke deeper political divisions among the community, and that the work necessary to secure the town for a visit would divert crucial resources sources away from managing the ongoing unrest. With a little over two months remaining until the 2020 presidential election, the race is tightening as President Trump continues to gain ground. Joe Biden is planning on resuming in-person events where it is determined to be safe, and the GOP announced that it will continue with in-person events as they have for the past weeks. There are currently 15 states that the Biden campaign has reserved TV ad space in, including Arizona, which is usually a red state. The Trump campaign has also reserved TV ad space in 11 states, showing that both candidates view this as a wide race. 
The Trump administration announced yesterday that it will not join a World Health Organization program which promises to make a proposed COVID-19 vaccine affordable and easily accessible to all people. The program, called COVAX, plans to purchase 2 billion doses of the potential vaccine from multiple companies and distribute them across the world by the end of 2021. This marks another decision by the executive branch to isolate the United States from the global fight against COVID-19. A spokesperson for the White House said this choice was made to reject constrainments by the World Health Organization, calling the institution itself corrupt. For WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone.